This essential earth element can bring us both life and death in the same breath. We often use it to cook in our kitchens, heat our homes, power our vehicles, and even provide light in order to see in the dead of night. Many folks fear this fierce force of nature, while others are fascinated by the fleeting flames. Get ready to stop, drop, and roll as we find out all about fire on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. And welcome to this, another exciting edition of FYI, For Your English, the show where we teach you about a topic and so much more. A show specifically for curious English students. And just remember, if you haven't heard a topic you'd like to hear about, just let me know. I'm really easy to find on social media, or you can just go to my website, albertoalonso.com. There you'll have access to my five books, my YouTube channel, and, most importantly, my curious community. The curious community of students who make this possible week after week. The students who are making progress by leaps and bounds. And you know who you are. So I'd like to start out by sending a shout-out to all my students, especially my super-duper students, Marta, Javier, Paco, Roberto, and Mila. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Lina, Isa, Paco, David, Jose Maria, Patricio, and Edgar. And if you're paying attention, you'll notice that the number of interstellar students has gone up. What does this mean? It means that after three years, students are not just signed up, apuntados, but they're even more motivated, even more driven than before. This is great news to me as a teacher, and it's wonderful to see all my students so driven. Many of you have started out in our star level, which is just three euros a month. Some have started in our superstar level, which is just 10 euros a month. And many who have started in our super-duper level have moved on to our interstellar level. What does that mean? That means that aside from getting a weekly review class with me, they also get a monthly private class, along with tons of other benefits. If you're thinking about becoming a patron, go over there to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, where our community continues to grow day after day. And now there's a function where you can join for free. You won't have access to all the posts, but you'll know about them. You'll get an email telling you, hey, Alberto has just posted something in his community. 
So I don't know what you're waiting for. If you're motivated and you want to be even more motivated by not just me, your teacher, but by tons of other students just like you, well then join us. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And even in our lowest level, the star level, you'll get access to the bonus episode every week where I look at tons of idiomatic expressions and the practicality behind each topic. Plus, tons of fun facts to keep you on the edge of your seat. Do you know that expression? It means to keep you eager, to keep you wanting more. Are you ready? Are you satisfied? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Freddie Mercury taught us that idiomatic expression. And if you haven't heard the episode on Freddie Mercury, you are missing out. Anyway, let's talk about today's topic, fire. As always, the intro is chock full of vocabulary, expressions, and things like that. Let's take a look. I started out by saying this essential earth element can bring us both life and death in the same breath. I want to take a look at a couple words there. The word death is a noun, la muerte. Dead is an adjective, and to die is the verb. I know what you're thinking. This is easy, Alberto. Well, you'll be surprised how many students make mistakes with these three. And if you didn't know that yet, it's because you haven't listened to our episode on death. I know, I know, you're dying to listen to it. <laughs> okay. Then I said, we often use it to cook in our kitchens, to heat our homes. Here's another one that people make mistakes with. Heat versus hot. Heat is a noun and a verb. Examples. Could you please turn on the heat? I can't take this heat. As a verb, in the winter we have to heat the house. And the word hot is an adjective. So if you turn up the heat, you will be hot. Oh, and you don't know how many times I've told people in Spanish, estoy caliente. Oh, yeah. When I really meant to say, tengo calor. Well, in English, you say, I'm hot. If you want to say, estoy cachondo, you would say, I'm horny, 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 horny tonight. So horny. All right, all right. Focus, Alberto. Oh, in the first sentence, there was another word I wanted to look at. Breath and breathe. Breath is the noun, breathe is the verb. I know it's something we've looked at a lot of times in our classes, but it's worth looking at because it's one of those common mistakes. We also use it to power our vehicles. Let's pronounce that word together. The H is silent. Vehicles. And they even provide light in order to see in the dead of night. That's another way of saying the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Hey, I can't stop singing and we've just gotten started. Then I said, many folks fear this fierce force of nature. Folks is another way of saying people. Also, if we say my folks, we're talking about my parents. So if I say your folks are nice folks, it literally means tus padres son buena gente. And we generally say to be afraid of. So they fear it or they are afraid of it. Just pay attention because they are different structures. And the word fierce is wild. I think of a storm. I think of a lion. Fierce. And careful with the pronunciation. Nature. 
Remember, the T plus the U is ch. Nature, future, creature, statue, situation. That's the hardest one, and it's the most commonly said one. Situation. In fact, we even shorten it in American English, and we say, what's the sitch? Then I said, others are fascinated by the fleeting flames. I think that's my record for Fs in a sentence. And I didn't use the F word, which is F-U-C-K. And the word fleeting is something that doesn't last long. The word in Spanish is fugaz. It's fleeting. And a flame is that colorful part that you'll see when there's a fire. And we're going to talk a little bit about those colors in a bit. Then I said, get ready to stop, drop, and roll. And this is something they taught all the American kids. It was even a campaign, an ad campaign on TV. And they said, if you suspect there's a fire in your house, stop, drop, and roll. And if I'm not mistaken, they got Webster, the famous kid actor from the show Webster, to be the spokesperson. So that's something that stuck with us. Stop, para lo que estás haciendo, drop, tírate al suelo, and roll. If you've got flames on you, you want to put out the flames. There's our first phrasal verb that has to do with fire. Put out the flame. Put out the fire. If it's your birthday, we blow out the candles. And also a blowout is a big party. We're going to have a blowout for your birthday, but you have to blow out the candles. I love playing with words. I always have and I always will. And not just in English, in Spanish too. But I want you to focus on the pronunciation. It's not stop or drop. It's stop, drop, and roll. So are you ready to find out all about fire? Well, let's define it to start off. Fire is the rapid oxidation of a material, which in this case is the fuel. This is the same word in English and Spanish, but the pronunciation is different. If you're a Metallica fan, you'll be familiar with this one. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. It's fuel. And in the bonus part, we're going to take a look at a lot of songs and movies that have to do with fire. That was just a little teaser. And quick question, how many songs have I sung so far? I'll continue with the definition. Fire is the rapid oxidation of a material, the fuel, in the exothermic chemical process of combustion, releasing heat, light, and various reaction products. Careful, it's not products, products. You don't know how many times I've heard people say product manager, product manager. Totally different pronunciation in English. Another one too, project, no? Project manager, no project manager. See, totally different pronunciation, same word, just like that word fuel. And then it goes on to say, at a certain point in the combustion reaction, called the ignition point, Flames are produced. The flame is the visible portion of the fire, and they usually consist of carbon dioxide, water vapor, oxygen, and nitrogen. And also, a flame is a lover as well. Oh, she was an old flame of mine from high school. A girlfriend, a lover. I'm sure you know it from another song. Is this burning an eternal flame? Say my name. Sun shines through the rain. Ooh. Well, I guess there's something that we can say. If there are so many songs and movies about fire, it's obviously something that fascinates the masses. And that's why we decided to take a look at it today. 
Another thing about fire is that it's self-sustaining. It perpetuates itself by generating more energy than is required for its occurrence. So it's like an overabundance of energy. And the released heat sustains the continuous burning and the growth of the fire. We all know that fire spreads. There's another vocabulary word that has to do with fire. And an idiomatic expression? To spread like wildfire. But we'll take a look at some more idiomatic expressions in the bonus part. Now, how fast does a fire grow? Under favorable conditions, a fire can double in size every 30 seconds. And obviously, this highlights the importance of evacuating. You need to evacuate everybody in an orderly fashion, but as quickly as possible. This is why when we were in school, I'm sure you guys had them here in Spain too, we had fire drills. I think you say simulacro. And this was just practicing evacuation of all the students in a timely fashion. Just to give you an idea, in about two and a half minutes... An entire house can be entirely engulfed in flames. So if we've ever used this expression, now is the time. Time is of the essence. Los segundos cuentan. But don't forget, fire is also a basic necessity. What would we do without fire? We couldn't cook our food. We couldn't light our homes before electricity. We couldn't generate heat. Or what about propulsion of vehicles? It's also used in agriculture for clearing land. And it's one of the four classical elements. It has been used by humans in rituals since the beginning of time. It's also used in forging, smelting. This is melting different metals together. Incineration of waste and even of human remains in cremation. And as we all know, it can be used as a weapon or a mode of destruction. So, I think that summed it up, what I said in the intro. It can give us life and death in the same breath. Recently, my daughter and my wife and I, we went to the local fire department comes once a year to our town, and they do like an open house. They have like a tent, una carpa, and the fire department comes, the police department come, and they they show the kids, you know, all the the information that they need to know, which is life-saving information, I might add. But also, they let them try on the gear. They let them hold the axe. That was the moment where I got a little nervous with my daughter. She even got up on the fire truck and it was great because they had this little model this little mock-up of a home and it was made with this plastic where you could see through it and basically they showed the kids what happens if you don't close the door in the room where the fire is they basically showed how by closing the door the fire was contained to that part of the house then they showed them what would happen if they hadn't closed the door And the whole home naturally filled with smoke in a matter of seconds. So I thought it was wonderful that they're there raising awareness. Not just adults need to know this stuff. This is stuff everybody needs to know. And the sooner the better. And this is that kind of stuff you need to know, but you hope you never have to use it. Like the Heimlich Maneuver and all that jazz. CPR, even something as mundane as changing a tire. It's stuff we need to know, but hopefully you never have to use it. Let's take a look at some basic fire hazards, because prevention is the best medicine, obviously. As many of you know, our homes are full of fire hazards. Think about all of the appliances in our kitchen. Toasters, toaster ovens, these portable sandwich makers... 
blenders. I guess blenders you don't have to worry about that much because they don't get as hot as an oven or something like that. But still, if there's a faulty wire, a blender could cause a fire as well. So make sure your appliances are all in good condition. Make sure the wires are all good. And I always recommend unplugging them. I mean, if you think about how often you use the toaster, what is it, like a a fraction of a percent of your lifetime? Well, when you're not using it, keep it unplugged. And that's another thing. You got to be careful with those power strips. You don't want to overload them and plug in too many things into the sockets. This can cause a fire hazard as well. Another thing that is infamous in the world of fire starting are these little space heaters. These are these little portable heaters that get really, really hot. Countless fires have been started by these little convenient killers. And that's the problem. Once you realize there's a fire, it's usually too late. So take all the necessary precautions. Don't just turn off those little portable heaters. Unplug them. Look at it as an extra safety step. Also, air conditioners and exhaust fans. You can even start a fire with your exhaust fan in your kitchen if there's too much grease on it. And one of the most dangerous kinds of fires is a grease fire. So that's another thing. Keep your kitchen clean. Keep your appliances in good working order. Many people have grills as well, outdoor and indoor grills, which get very hot and can cause a fire as well. And I'm paranoid. I make sure I take the lint out every time I use it. Because if the lint starts to build up, it could start a fire. Also, if you have a chimney in your house, it's one of the most amazing things you can have. But it's also one of the most dangerous. Every season, we hear stories of people dying because of their chimneys. And maybe it's not because of a fire. Maybe it's because of the smoke inhalation, which usually gets you before the fire. It's like the firefighter said. He said, don't believe those movies. You see the people walking through the smoke for 10 minutes, holding their breath. He says, it doesn't work like that. He says, it hits you quickly and you're done. You can't do anything. So don't try and be a hero or anything like that because most people don't get burned. They die of smoke inhalation. Also, you've got hair dryers, lawn mowers, flammable liquids. Something that always makes me nervous here is the butane. El butano. I can't help looking at it like we have two bombs here on the terrace. Also, you get these dust or debris fires. Usually, if you have a lot of chemicals all together, maybe some greasy rags, you know, the kind of stuff you would have in a garage or a workshop, that can cause a fire as well. And obviously, an open flame, such as a candle. Yeah, they're beautiful, but they are deadly. And smoking is never a good thing, so you shouldn't smoke anyway. And I never understood these people who smoked in bed. I mean, you're playing with fire. Hey, I couldn't have said that better myself. So I already gave you some tips, but let me give you some other tips. Obviously, never leave flames unattended. Use surge protectors or power strips that have surge protectors. If you have a boiler or a furnace, which many people have in the United States, get them checked frequently. Get rid of debris. You don't want to keep a lot of paper or anything that you need to get rid of. Get rid of it. It's also good to check the fuse box from time to time. I remember we were in Almeria and my wife and I said, wait, something smells like it's burning. And we started to look around and we realized 
that there was a fire that was starting behind the wall. All the wires had melted together. It was a faulty installation. The guy told us, the guy who came to fix it, said, you couldn't have installed this worse. And it was something we, I mean, we would have, it would have been too late if we hadn't smelt it. So it's good to check your electrical sockets, your fuse boxes, all the electrical appliances at home. We already said don't smoke at home or anywhere for that matter. Another thing is keep flammable items away from the heat. So if you have bleach or ammonia or something like that, don't keep it in the sun. Keep it in a cabinet under the sink where it's in the shade and it never gets too hot. Another one which I think is pretty much common sense is use flashlights in the dark, not candles or night lights. I love night lights because you put it in the hallway and this way if you need to get up to go to the bathroom, you can do that without stubbing your toe. Ouch! That's the worst. But also now our smartphones all have flashlights built into them. I believe the British call it a torch. For American people, a torch is the one with fire and a flashlight is the one you put batteries in. Well, it's always good to have a flashlight on hand. And luckily, we do now in our phones. Let's take a quick look at firefighters. You can call them firemen, firewomen, or something that works for everybody, firefighters. Now, firefighters have always been considered heroes. But after September 11th, I know it changed the perception completely of what a firefighter was. Yeah, they're always saving people and helping people, but that was a turning point. I'll never forget it. You see people running out of the building, running for their lives. And what are the firefighters doing? They're going in. They're going in to see if they can rescue people. So your instinct is to run away. And these guys, they look death in the face. And they have to go in there and do their best for their brother, their sister. Is there a job that's more honorable than that? You literally put your life in harm's way, in jeopardy, to save others. It's beautiful. They're nothing short of heroes. And let's be honest, fire trucks are cool too. With their ladders and their hoses, they've got the axes on the side. If you've ever been to New York, you'll see we have got some serious fire trucks. I mean, they look like military vehicles. Well, think about it. Think about how high those skyscrapers are. If you have a fire on the 50th floor, you've got to have a big, powerful truck. And I know a lot of people from Spain, when they go to the United States, especially New York, and they see the size of our fire trucks, they are blown away. And these people don't just put out fires. They know how to save your life. They're first responders. Their first job is to rescue people. Their second job is to put out that fire and to try and confine it. A little fun fact about firefighting. Firefighting was once an Olympic sport. During the 1900 Summer Olympics in Paris, both professional and volunteer firefighters participated in firefighting competitions. That sounds like fun. I wonder why they got rid of that. Now we're going to take a look at some statistics that come from the National Fire Protection Association. And these are statistics that deal with the United States. They estimate that in the U.S., a fire department responds to a fire every 21 seconds. One home structure fire was reported every 88 seconds. One home fire-related injury occurs every 53 minutes. And one home fire-related death occurs every three hours 
and 14 minutes. And we're just talking about home fires here. In the bonus part, we're going to take a look at the other kinds of fires. We'll look at fire and pop culture and tons of cool fire expressions. Oh, and don't forget about fun facts. I'll leave you with this statistic, but I sure hope you'll join us in the bonus episode. As I said, for as little as three euros a month, you can have access to that content and even more importantly, be a part of an amazing group of students. In the year 2022, 1,504,500 fires resulted in 3,790 civilian deaths and 13,250 injuries. In addition, there were 96 on-duty firefighter deaths. So what does all this mean? This means we've come a long way, but fire will continue to be fierce. But thanks to the efforts of firefighters and educating our youth, we're learning to prevent it. Because as I said before, prevention is the best medicine. I sure hope you guys will join us in the bonus episode of FYI.